I love King's Park. I really, really love King's Park. We got some good people out here, and then some people move right here. Let's keep trying to take the neighborhood. Huh? Yeah, they all deserve uh, better. Place to learn to be safe. I wish I had the power to just wave my hand and it all, and it all just change and be like I want it to be, but I know that's not going to happen. It's going to take a lot more work. I'm Samantha Max, and you're listening to Building Blocks from Blight, telling the story of Blight in Macon, Georgia, one block at a time. It's a podcast from The Telegraph and Macon.com. Each episode, you'll hear from residents who have watched their neighborhoods disintegrate, deteriorate, and disappear before their eyes. But you'll also hear about what they're doing to renovate and revitalize the communities they call home. Episode 3, Kings Park. You know, we're not just going to sit around and chew the cornbread because we're all here together, you know. It's a warm Monday evening in early April, and the sun is starting to sink between the trees in the Kings Park subdivision on the eastern edge of Bibb County. Established in 1970, Kings Park was once a sought-after community for Macon's black residents. Some say when they moved in, it was like living in paradise. But conditions have deteriorated over the years, and longtime residents wonder if the neighborhood is past the point of saving. Around 6 p.m., little kids toting brightly colored backpacks stream out of the new community center in the heart of the neighborhood. As the neighborhood kids disperse in different directions, half a dozen longtime residents take their place, sitting around a long folding table by the wall. Tonight is the monthly neighborhood association meeting, and a loyal crew of homeowners has gathered to discuss the state of their struggling community. We passed out flyers, so we were expecting a lot more people. That's Teresa Hughley, president of the group. She's lived in her three-bedroom ranch house on Kings Park Circle since 1985 and has been a member of the Neighborhood Association for more than 30 years. Is this pretty often, like, the size of the group? It's it's a little bit larger sometimes. Sometimes. But sometimes it's just us. This is Miss Kitchen's first time, and I hope it won't be her last time. Because it's a number, like I was telling her earlier, it's a number of things that we as Kings Park, Kings Park can be doing now that we couldn't do back then mm-hmm. because of our status now. But we got to have the homeowners to back us. Ms. Hughley has been trying to recruit more members to the Neighborhood Association for years. She knows she can count on a small core of homeowners to show up to meetings on the first Monday of every month but most of those homeowners have lived in Kings Park since the community was built half a century ago, and they're getting older. If more young residents don't step up, Miss Hughley wonders what will happen to this place. She wants newcomers to know what Kings Park was like when her mother first moved here in the 1970s. In the beginning, Kings Park was like some people describe heaven as going to be, you know, going through the pearly gate walking down the streets of gold. It was a community that everybody wanted to be a part of. Back then, Miss Hughley was close with all of her neighbors. It feels like an, all of the residents here are just extended family members. 
But ever since renters started moving in about 20 years ago, a rift has grown between the longtime residents and the transient renter population. And like in any family, everybody's not going to do what you tell them to do. Somebody's going to be hard-headed. And um, there are times when, when some of the family members have to be disciplined, um, put on punishment, in other words. But uh, it, it's, it's like everybody knows the one that has been here for a long time. Everybody knows everybody. So uh, that in itself is a, a unique situation in times like this. Ms. Hughley wants to welcome her renters into the Kings Park family to encourage them to take pride in their community and take care of their properties. We try and watch out for one another and we wish that the new people that are moving in will, will grasp on, hold them tight to that and we can pull them in to be that close with their neighbor too. But as the neighborhood demographics have shifted, so has the atmosphere in Kings Park. Teenagers zoom up and down the streets in SUVs and electric scooters, blasting music from their speakers and yelling profanities. Drug dealers have set up shop in the dilapidated houses that pepper the increasingly vacant subdivision. A lot of people have died off uh, and the house has gone to heirs and they, they, they have their own stuff going on so they're not interested in, in moving back out here. And that's where we have the problem with the rights. Uh, the house is getting disarray and uh, people that need somewhere to stay vandalized go in and stay and not taking care of their property and it, it becomes uh, eyesore for the community but because they're not legitimately owners of that property so they're not interested in taking care of it and um, the, 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 the windows are broken, uh, the grass grow, trash in the yard, and things like that. Ms. Hughley knows these problems aren't unique to Kings Park, but she doesn't want to sit idly by as her neighborhood crumbles before her eyes. I, 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 my house is paid for, thank you, Lord Jesus. And I want my grand, no, I want my great grands to have help, you know. And I want them to be able to offer it to somebody else that they love. You know, I don't want it to to just go down. Sit there. Yeah, just sit there and go down. Because folks are scared to live out here. I don't. I don't. We work too hard. We work too hard for what we got. I don't. I don't want all I work for to go in vain. When you leave here. You ought to be able to say, well done to yourself. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you're yes. proud of what you got and what you have. And you shouldn't right. feel uncomfortable with folks talking about where you live. You should. Oh, I don't. That's I mean, Shirley Kitchens. She's read. lived in Kings Park for decades and has never attended a neighborhood association meeting before. But tonight, Ms. Kitchens wants to raise a few concerns. A car recently bulldozed through her brick mailbox, and she wonders if the county can install speed breakers on her street. I mean, it's you got a reason to now because of the way we are. But, but I tell them be like that. But I tell them I said, well, I don't care what nobody said. I love my house. I said crime is everywhere. 
drugs is everywhere, and I'm not going to jump up and leave just because of drugs and crime. And I'm not still going to leave because people keep, you know, running into my stuff, you know. I just hope things can get resolved because I love my house. I say That's the general consensus among the older homeowners in Kings Park. They love their houses, and they have fond memories of this place. They want to save it before it's too late. We want to pull our children in and educate them and let them know that there's a better road ahead of you if you choose to take it. You know, but if you choose to go this way, it's going to lead you to a mountain of troubles. So we just want to, we just want to um, try and keep weeding out that which is not good for our future. And that's what I would tell them, if you would work with me and the other members of our association, we can get this accomplished. But we need your help. We need the help of every member of King's Park to come together so we can make this neighborhood a great neighborhood again. For now, the burden rests on the shoulders of the neighborhood's elders. On a chilly Wednesday afternoon in March, Vice President of the Neighborhood Association Clifford Johnson told me joining the organization has been one of the best decisions he's ever made in his life. I mean, because the people that's in this group, the few of us that's in here, they are considerate people, they are kind people, and they are good people. And you can tell they care about the neighborhood because the neighborhood wouldn't be where it now if it wasn't for that handful of us. But he feels a lot of pressure. What scares me the most if we quit, the neighborhood going down, like so many others have went. And this is what we're trying to prevent. Only if we can get the homeowners to say, I'll lend your hand. I'm, I care because this is my home as well as it is yours. Don't just look to us to try to do it all because we can't. Without you, we can't. I wish I had the power. They just wave my hand and it all all just changed. It'd be like I want it to be, but I know that's not going to happen. It's going to take a lot more work. And and as long as I'm here, I'm going to work. I'm going to work with them. Some days, Mr. Johnson wonders if all the hard work is worth it. I thought about quitting just this morning. I thought about calling the president quitting this morning. Just said, you know, what's the use? What's the use? Because it looks like the harder we try, the more we do, the further they get, the further back they step. So why keep trying? You see, they don't want no better. But then I, I said, no, I'm, I, I'm never been a quitter. And I, I won't quit. Until the day I leave, I won't quit. And I don't think Mr. Moss will either. Alti Moss is one of the original Kings Park residents. When he bought his home, the telephone company wouldn't even travel that far east to install a landline. But Mr. Moss didn't care. I moved out here in 1970, and this place one of the beautiful places was in Macon, Georgia. But over the years, he said, something changed. When I moved out here, everybody was homeowner, and then they took it and start renting the houses out. And the community that's you know that start deteriorating, uh, boarded up houses, overgrown lots, all that started, 
and you know, you know they don't the sewers, they don't clean them up like they used to. The street sweeper, they don't come out here like they used to, and and it just started going down. And these people's body houses, they bowed them up, and they don't even come back. They clean them up. The grass go up to the top. And it just make the neighborhood look sure enough bad. It, it really disgusted me. At times, Mr. Moss thought about moving, but he couldn't bring himself to leave Kings Park. And then I got to thinking, you can't run. You got to stay there and try to get the thing straightened out because if everybody don't care and start running, the neighborhood never would come back up. Mr. Johnson would do anything to see Kings Park return to how it used to be. I would like to see the neighborhood refurbished, come back alive. I would like to see the people care about where they live and care about the things that they see going on in the streets and, you know, in their front door or even around the corner from them, not just get in my place and say, well, as long as you don't come in my space, I'm fine, I'm comfortable. You know, as long as it's going on around the corner or next door, that's okay, but once you knock on my door, then we got a problem. The new community center has breathed some fresh life into Kings Park. The Neighborhood Association has partnered with local organizations to provide programming for seniors and Mercer University students visit the center twice a week to tutor children after school. The recently renovated playground next door has also been a major draw for kids in the neighborhood. Ms. Hughley hopes these changes will attract more community engagement from residents young and old. And by the seniors coming in and, and the children coming in in the afternoon, we are praying that the teenagers are going to say, well, let's, let's go over there and see what's going on. And then once they come in, we've got to be wise enough to, to handle them in a manner where they, don't, they won't say, oh, you know, I don't want to be involved with that. And, and help us out. And then in doing that, we got the young, we got the old, we got the, the, the middle group, which is the teenagers, and that, that will finally pull our family of Kings Park together again. And once you got a, a family bond, we will fight very, very hard if anything comes in and try to, to destroy that. Clifford Johnson is looking toward the future, toward that brighter day. The day that when everybody gonna come out, everybody gonna work together. When we can be able to welcome in new families into Kings Park, we can be able to get the blouted houses torn down, or refixed, or however the, whatever the situation may be, the vacant lots filled, the problems that we have in the neighborhood solved, and people be happy again. That's the day I'm looking for. He knows better days are on the horizon for his community. King Park will come back. It will be alive again. Take my word for that. As long as we here, King Park comes back. Building Blocks from Blight is a production of The Telegraph and Macon.com with support from Report for America and the News Collab at Arizona State University. This episode was written and produced by me, Samantha Max. Our music is by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. Find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. And check out the written series that accompanies this podcast on Macon.com. 